Okay, we're in Daf Ayin Dalar on the bottom of Ayin Gimel Beis. The word brought in the Brisa that there's a bunch of people who give nemonis to, nemonis that doesn't seem to be at the Raisa level type of nemonis, uh, but people that Chazal said we have no choice based on the circumstances to believe them in these various different halachas. The connection to our Sikhi was the Asufi. We said if you have an Asufi that you find him in the Shuk, while he's still in the Shuk and he hasn't got a halacha of an Asufi yet, then we believe the mother or father to come along and say who he is and what he is. Once we said we bring him in to the house, and then he has a dinah sufi anymore, then we no longer trust the mother and father to say that. Another halach we brought, Derech Agav, that was also the halach of a chayev, a midwife, a midwife who's delivering a child, and there's a bunch of babies being born at the same time. We believe the midwife to say which is whose, and whose is the kayin, who's the levi, etc. Again, we have no choice but to believe the midwife for that situation, but it's only on the spot. She can't come two weeks later and say, oh, by the way, that, that we would not believe her. So with three lines from the bottom, another similar halach. So what if you have a situation where someone's selling something and now you have two people fighting over who, was, who actually bought the object. So Ruben says, I bought it. Shimon says, I bought it. And you have this poor Meicher over here who says, I, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't know. I don't care. So do we believe the Meicher when he says, I, oh, I must have sold it to Ruben. There's no Adam here, obviously. So we don't have any other way of proving who he actually sold it to. So we believe him. Says the Bryce. So we, doesn't seem to make a difference. It doesn't say. No, we don't see any difference. Now, it sort of does make a difference. You'll see in the next halacha. When he still has the object. So it sounds like metalton, but it could just be karka, but he has the chazak on it. When he still has it, and he has not given it over to them to make their kinyin on it, then we believe him. Why? So Rashi is interesting. Svara. Rashi says, because if he has not given it over yet, he has a halacha called mishapara. Right? The halacha is if you sell something, you don't follow through on the deal, you're over an halacha called mishapara, is a klala, a special klala on someone who doesn't go through with a deal. So therefore, it's incumbent upon this person, the meicher, to make sure that the proper person that actually he made the deal with gets the thing that he was selling. Otherwise, the meicher is over this isser of Mishapar of not keeping his word. And therefore, that's why he has nemanis. If it's for sure given over already, just Reuven and Shimon are both holding on to it. Reuven says, I got it. And Shimon says, I got it. And the meicher says, well, I gave it to one of you. I don't know which one I gave it to. Or I even if he claims he knows which one he gave it to, he has no more vested interest at this point anymore. If he has no more vested interest at this point anymore, says Chazal, we, then we ha- do not have any nemot. However, says the Gemara, I don't understand. Even in the case where it's not Piyadai, the Chayre, he only got a money transfer from one of them. So see who paid him. Whoever paid him, that's the one who got the deal. What, what's the problem? If he only got money from one of them, then you're 100% right. We would believe him to say that this is the one, because obviously, if he only got money from one, it's very clear and obvious who's who. But if he got money from both of them, what does it mean he got money from both of them? Only one of them bought it. One of them did what I asked him, because we made the deal. The other one sent me the money anyways. Now I looked at my, I opened my bank account, and I see two transfers in there. Now I don't know which one was one I agreed to, which one not. But now one of them he has to give back, right? He only sold it to one of them. So he's going to have to return the money, but he doesn't know which one's which. And now he says which one is it. And that way we say, if it's not Piyad, he's not going to be believed. And now he says, I know. In that case, he's not believed. He's only going to be believed, says the Gemara, if A or he did not give it yet, in which case he has an issue of a question of Mishapar, like Rashi says, or if he only got money from one of them, then it also would believe. But if he got from both and he already gave it, then he does not have this amount. Another halacha similar. If you have a, two people come to Bezdin, and they go through a Din Torah, and then for some reason, 
I don't know, they forget what the psak was, that we're talking about where the people are still there right in front of the Bezdin. And still they forgot, whatever the dime forgot, he's believed to say, and there's no documentation, we'll see in a second, he's believed to say, this was the one I was mezakeh, and this was the one I was mechayeh. If they're right there. Again, there's a similar halacha to Dindar Abbanan kind of thing, that we have no choice but to believe him. So if they're there right in front of him, we believe him. If they went home, it's too late. Then, then we don't have to. You should have taken care of this and have it documented properly. If you didn't, sorry, we're not going to believe the dying anymore. So when we you write a star at the end of every psaktin. So why don't you just look at the documentation? It got lost. It got ripped. It got deleted off the computer, and therefore nobody has a documentation, any documentation of what the psaka wachal was. So what's the big deal? But how did it die in so just do the whole, the whole, the whole din again. Bring everybody back to bed, then go get the edim and go through the whole psakalach again and get to the bottom of it. Why do you have to guess or assume based on what the dayan remembers? Says Mar Bashuda the Dani. You're right. If it's a regular Cheshemishpat case, who owes money, Maidu Miktsah Shvua Edim, whatever, you could and you should go ahead and just rejudge the case again. But in a case where it's Shuda the Dani, which means the Psakalach is, we have case of Shnei Moshe and different cases where it's up to the Dayan to just figure out on his own, not based on any real evidence of who he thinks is the one who is a guilty, innocent, or who's the one who gets the money, whatever the case is, in which case rejudging it is not really going to help because it's not really something he can put his finger on. According to Tesis, even worse, Tesis in all of Shas, and here also says, Shuda the Daini means that it's literally a flip of a coin. Rashi always says Shuda the Daini means the Daini tries to figure out on his best what the real truth is. Tesis says he just gives it to anybody he wants to. So according to Tesis, it's much worse that you can't redo it again. According to Rashi, you theoretically could, but Lavdafka didn't come to the same place because it's not really based on Allah. So in these cases also, the Daini is Nemon, but A, they have to be here, and B, it's only in a case where it's Shuda the Daini because otherwise just re-adjudicate the case again. Amar of Nachman. We're not going through all the cases here when you say Shudu Dadani, but in a case where you don't have, when it's like Shnayim Eichsen kind of thing, you have no way to prove which it is, so then we say Shudu, sometimes we say called Dalam Gavar, they fight it out, sometimes we say Shudu Dadani, it's up to the judge to figure it out. We'll get to Bob Metziah, Mitzvah Shem in the next year, we'll, we'll go through all the Zalachas. Similar halacha we have by a Bechor. How do we know if you have twins born, which child is the Bechor? Which is the older one, which can have many different halacha ramifications. For, for Yerusha, uh, for Pijin Aben, etc. So three people have those Nemonas. First, Eloheid, Chaya. Obviously, we just said the midwife, if she was there and saw it, she can, and she's on the spot, she can tell us which one was born first. Aviv, the father has a nemonis. The Pasuk says, we'll see in a second, he has Bechar ben Asnoah Yakir. There's a special nemonis given to the father. Ve'imoy. And the mother is also believed. What does that mean? So the more explains. Chaya, Lialta. The midwife is only believed if she says it immediately at the time of the birth. Imoy is called Shiva. The mother is believed just the first seven days. Again, because we have no choice. At that, during those seven days, before the bris, so then... The Chaya already is no Nemonis, we said. She's only believed on the day of the birth when she's right there. The father, Rashi says, has not really been involved in the child yet. The father doesn't even see the baby until the bris. It's a mashma from Rashi. Therefore, there's no way the father can know. So you have no choice. Who do you rely on? The only person you have to rely on is the mother. The mother's watching the baby. Aviv li'aylam. The father's belief from the day of the bris forever. Then there's a special Nemonis on the father. Kedisanya. Pasik says, I just read, Yakir. Yakir. Yakirenu lacherim. So the father has this special Nemonis to say that which child is the Bukhar. I saw an interesting 
I think I'm reading a biography of the Rugged Shover. And the Rugged Shover, one of his things was, is that he always liked to find the Makar in Gemaras for any Minig Yisrael. So he said, where's the Minig Yisrael, we have, where's the Makar in the Gemara for the Minig Yisrael of Vachnach? That the night before the bris, we say Shema, and there's a Minig to stay up all night and learn. Where's that Gemara? He says, this Gemara. Because this Gemara says that the first seven days, the mother's watching the baby. By the bris and on, it's up to the father. But between the night, the night of the seventh and the morning of the eighth, who's watching the baby? Gemara says that the mother's only watching it for seven days. And the father's watching it from the next morning. So overnight, there's no one there. So overnight, you have to have a vachdach. Someone has to be sitting and learning with the baby to give the baby shriya. That's a cute chap on the Gemara. Anyways, we can't remember Yehuda. Ne'amad adam alaymer zebni b'chor. Person is believed to say b'chor. And says Yehuda. O kashem shenem alaymer zebni b'chor. Just like he's a special... Nemonis of Yakir, he would also be able to say the child is puzzled. Taisa says the connection is because if you have two children and everybody thinks the older one is the Bechar, and you come along and say the second one is the Bechar, so what's the deal with the older one? Something's puzzled with the older one. So you see the Torah is building in some Nemonis. Or Taisa says, because the puzzle we just read is Yakir, not only are you believed to say which one's the Bechar, you believe to say which one's the Snua. And we already said earlier that Snua means means that they came from some Isurei Isur Erev of some situation, and therefore you're believed on that as well. Okay, so that is a Behuda Shita. No, you're not believed to say which child is Puzzle, but you ever, everybody does agree that you are believed to say which child is the Bukhar. So these are the different Nemonuses that we have. Most of them seem to be Durabonan, except for this last one. This last one of the father is definitely 100% based on a Pasuk, and that would be a Nemonus de Rais. Getting back to our Mishnah, one more point. We left off the Mishnah. We said, So if you have a shtuki, which we said is we know who the mother is, we don't know who the father is. So in that case, we said he's, he's Suffolk Puzzle. We said he's mutter to marry on both stud because he's a Suffolk Mamzer. But he, the Rabbi Shol called him a Baduki. What does he mean, Baduki? My Baduki. We ask the mother, right? That's always the question. Just ask her. Who is the father of the child? Maybe she knows. So if you said that you asked the mother of Imeris a kosher about the, and she says, I was only with one person. And he was a kosher, kosher lakuna, kosher lakahal. So Nehmanis, that you would believe her, and that's why it's called Baduki. So Kaman Kirigamliel, this is actually a Mishnah Masechtas Ksubis. And this is Shitish Rigamliel. Tanina Chadazim, that's Beferish, a Mishnah Masechtas Ksubis. It says this time, if a woman is pregnant, and she's, right, maybe married, maybe not, we'll see. But not married like an Asua, married like either an Arusa or a Panuya, which she should not be pregnant. Now she is pregnant. So they asked her, Don't worry, the father's a Kayin, he's a Mayuchistic person, not so Mayuchist, because obviously she's pregnant when she's not supposed to be. But in terms of Yichus, Yichus, he's fine. We believe her. We believe her. Right? This woman has a cheskas kashwis, and she's telling us, bari, that she is kosher. We believe her. I'm sorry. We're not up to the kid yet. We're up to her. Rebishua says we do not trust her at all. She has no name. A person not believes on himself to say anything. So we see, according to Rebbe Gamliel, that the, the, by a person who is pregnant as a shtuki, referring to the child, you're referring to the mother, hold on, that we believe her. So why does Abishol coming in our mission and telling you a big halacha occurring the shtuki baduki, all he's doing is mimicking Shittish Rebbe So what does he have to do that for? Oh. So this is the question. The question is, 
Was it Gamliel talking only about the kashus of the mother? Is the mother now considered a halal if she was boiled? So that's one question. Second question is, what's the halachic status of the child? So from every Gamliel's halach in the Mishnah Yiva, Exubis, all we see is that the mother is kosher. We don't necessarily see the status of the child. Comes along Abishol and says, that in our mission, which is clearly talking about the status of the child, the shtuki, that once you believe the mother, you're also going to believe it like Gabi the child. Whether he's a kayan or not, debatable, but definitely that he's a kosher. That he definitely is a kosher that he's for sure believed. It says well, that's really a machlaikis over there in the Gemara in Ksubas. So if you hold there Gamliel himself when he said that she's kosher, we believe her. He was only talking about the mother, not the child. Comes along Abashol to add on and say that not only do we believe the mother, we, we also believe the guy with the child. Who says that when Gamliel says we believe the mother, we believe in not just the Gabi the mother's status, but even the Gabi the child's status. So again, that is Shittas Gamliel. Abishol is not adding anything on. So what is Abishol doing in our Mishnah? Just say, Rabbi Gamliel, according to Gamliel, it's fine. Says, I'll tell you why. Da Bashal different than Gamliel, because the cases are slightly different. And since the cases are different, you wouldn't necessarily know the halachas. Why? Over there, it's Roiv Ksherinetzla. Over there, most of the people were talking about a Panuya. A Panuya, Roiv people in the world are kosher to her, except for her relatives, or, you know, Mamzerim or something, but Roiv people in the world are kosher to her. And therefore, that makes sense. So Gamliel says, we trust her that she was brought to someone who's kosher to her, and it does not affect her, it does not affect the child. Over here, where she's in Arusa, or she's living in a city where Roiv people in the city are apostle, in which case, you're believing her connected to Roiv. Maybe Gamliel would not say as halach in that case, and you would not trust her for herself and for the child. So Tzricha. Therefore, Abishol has to come and say, it's not clear if Abishol is arguing Gamliel or just explaining Gamliel. It sounds like she's explaining Gamliel that even in a case where it's Rav Psulanetzla, since she has a cheskes kashras lemaisa, we say that she's kosher. And once we say she's, she is kosher, we also assume the child's kosher if the mother is tiny life in Bari. Obviously, if the mother says, I don't know, then not. Then the kids are shtuki. But if the mother says, but tiny is Bari, not only is she kosher, the child is kosher as well. That's exactly Paskin. And all these cases of Shtuki. Asufa, we don't know who the mother is. But by Shtuki, what we know the mother is, if you could ask the mother, and the mother is for sure Bari, that the per- father of the child is a person who's kosher, we would believe the mother and it would make her kosher and make the child kosher. Says the Mishnah. It's a very cryptic Mishnah. We're going to have to try to figure out over the next two blot how to read the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, so, Pashup Shat, this sounds like Allah, we already learned already at the beginning of the parak, which is any of these people who are Asr, Lavai, Bekahal, Mamzerim, Amaini, Mayavi, Nisinim, etc. Those people are Asr, Lavai, Bekahal, but they can marry each other. So, Shtuki can marry Mamzer, like all those halachas we learned that they can marry each other. Rabbi Huda Iser. Rabbi Huda seems to argue on that point. Which point is he arguing about? That's going to be the whole discussion. Rabbi Lezer seems to say a third sheet over here. Rabbi Lezer says, Vadim bevadon mutter. For mamzer to marry a mamzer, that's fine. Amoini to marry an amoini, that's fine. But vadim besveikim, besveikim bevadon, but for a mamzer to marry a shtuki, or shtuki to marry a mamzer, or sveikim besveikim, or shtuki to even marry a shtuki, is usher.
totally arguing on everything we've said till now. Now, it's not clear, and it's never going to be clear in the Gemara, what is Pshat and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer could be saying one of three different Pshatim over here. Either Rabbi Eliezer could argue on the whole drasha that we said, Right, we learned that out from the Kahal and from from the Mamzer Vadev, like Mamzer Suffolk, and Mamzer Suffolk is Mutter, and Mamzer is a lot of Mary into a Mamzer Suffolk. Could be argues on the whole drasha. And on a Daraisa level, he holds a Stuki is going to be also to marry a Mamzer. Could be he argues on that. Most Rishonim say not like that. He's actually only arguing on a Darabonon level. That just like we were Machmir. We said, really, a shtuki can marry a mamzer and a shtuki can marry Yisrael. The mission before said, Maila asu biyuchsin, and we do not midrabonan allow a shtuki to marry Yisrael. Rabbi Eliezer holds on that same point, we also don't allow a shtuki to marry a mamzer. Just like we're protecting Yisrael from a shtuki, we're protecting a shtuki from a mamzer. And therefore, he went on a drabonan level, say that that would be the issue, uh, etc. So therefore, it's not clear for Belezer's derisive drabonan, but he's clearly arguing on everything we just said. By the way, in Sveikas, what are these Sveikas that Belezer is talking about? Shtuki, obviously, a Sufi, obviously. And he throws in another one over here, Kusi. He brings up the Kusim that they are also some type of suffix situation. And therefore, according to Belezer, a Kusi could not marry a Kusi either. Right? You can't have Sveikas marrying Sveikas, Sveikas marrying Vade. What is the issue? with the Kusim, that's tomorrow's stuff. Okay. So first we have to go step by step through the Mishnah. What is the Tanakama saying? What is the Behuda saying? And then what is the Belezer coming to explain? So what is the Pshat in that first line of the Mishnah? So Pashim Shat, the way I explained it, the way Rashi explained it in the Mishnah is, Mamzerim and Asini Shtuki Vasufi. So all these people are Psulim. They're allowed to marry each other, like we said before, that a Mamzer can marry a Mamzer, and a Mamzer can marry a Shtuki, and they can all marry an Asinim, and it's all fine. That's the first Mishnah. The Mishnah said that Asar Yuchsan Alami Bavel, and we said that all the Psulim are allowed to marry each other. Mamzer and Asidi Shtuki Vasufi Mitaran Lazabazah. So, what is our Mishnah coming to add onto the Mishnah we already had at the beginning of the parak? There will be no Kiddush to that at all. Which is, and remember, it's just a continuation of Mishnahis. Vesu. And also, what does it mean then, Rabbi Huda Iser? Rabbi is arguing. Rabbi says, no. Tanakama says that the Shtuki can marry a Mamzer. Comes along, Rabbi Yudah says, no, he cannot. Uh, hey, which case is Rabbi Yudah arguing on? Elam Avadar and Besveika, and the Pashim Shad, it sounds like. Tanakama said, a Shtuki can marry a Mamzer, and a Shtuki can marry Yisrael, but Shtuki can marry a Mamzer. Comes along, Yudah and says, no, Shtuki cannot marry a Mamzer. That's the only point that he'd be arguing about. Hamaditani Sefer, that's the third sheet in the Mishnah. That's Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Vadim, Avadan Mutter, Vadim, Besveika, Besveika, Vadan Osser. Mashma clearly, Michal, Rabbi Yudah, Lysvirale. Clearly, there has to be a difference between Shittas Behuda and Shittas of Elazar. So, if Shittas, if Shittas of Elazar, Rabbi Eliezer, actually, it's Machloik is in the Gersus, Rabbi Eliezer. But either way, if that third sheet in the Mishnah is telling you that Shtuki is also to marry a Mamzer, then it sounds like Behuda holds Shtuki can marry a Mamzer. So, what does Behuda mean when he said Usr? If the Tanakhama is talking about all these Sveikas, and Behuda is arguing, then what's Rabbi Eliezer adding on? So, clearly, we're missing something fundamental on how to read this Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Wait a second. If you remember, we mentioned it yesterday, we mentioned it a few times over the last Ridaf, Rabbi Huda is that Shita that we said that said Ger Lo Yisim Hamzer. So we had a Machlekes yesterday, Rabbi Yisi and Rabbi Huda, whether Kahal Gerim, Ikri Kahal, is a Ger allowed to marry a Mamzer. So Rabbi Yisi said a Ger is not considered a member of the Kahal, and therefore he's allowed to marry a Mamzer. Rabbi Huda said, no, Ger is Ikri Kahal, and therefore Ger is not allowed to marry a Mamzer. Okay, well, that's the Shita of Rabbi Huda that we're familiar with in the context of all these discussions. So maybe when Rabbi Huda said, Usser, he was talking about that shita, Rabbi Huda, his own shita, that famous shita, that it's usher for a ger to marry Ramzeres. So that's true, but midi ger Ramzeres katani. What does that do with our Mishnah? 
Our Mishnah said, Kol Asur Lovi Bekal Katani. All Asur Lovi Bekal is not a ger. Right? That, that's not a ger, and it's not a ger. It's nothing to do with that, Rabbi Yehuda Shita, that a ger is not allowed to marry Mamzeris. He said, No, 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 no. You, you misread the Mishnah. Amar Yehuda, Hachi Amar. This is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. Kol Asur Lovi Bekal Kahuna. Anybody who's not allowed to marry a Koyin, they are allowed to marry a Mamzer. Who is not allowed to marry a Koyin? A Gyaris. Right? We said a Koyin is not allowed to marry a Gyaris. And since a Koyin is not allowed to marry a Gyaris, says the Mishnah, but a Gyaris could marry a Mamzer. Comes the Yudas to say, no, a Gyaris cannot marry a Mamzer. Kahal Gyar Kahal. The Martha throws a twist into this, though. Mind you, what type of person is that is not allowed to marry a koyin, but and therefore can marry a mamzer? Gieris, but a gieris pechusim yishal l'shanu miyamechad. A gieris, even if she was megayer from betet, even if she was born mamish into gieris from the first day she was born, she's still aser. Why is the Martha bring that in? Because it's a machlekes later on in dafayin ches. Udulaykem shir mayichay. And Bishir Ma'echoi says that if a girl is Megayer less than three years old, when her Maisabiyah is not considered a Maisabiyah, then for Hilchas Kuhuna she's allowed to marry a Koyin. The only issue is of her marrying a Koyin normally is because we assume Goyim Ramazana young and therefore have like a din like a Zayna, we'll see an Ayin Ches. But if she's, if she's Megayer less than three years old, we don't have to worry about that. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah holds not like that, not like Bishir Ma'echoi. Every Gyaris, no matter what, is also to a Koyin and therefore mutter to a Mamzer. Mutar and love is a Mazet. Why did you bring in this business of three years old or not? Like, who cares? What does it have to do with our Mishnah? Just say, we've got an older girl, and we're like a Shimon, and older girls who are Megayer after three are also to a Koyin. So the Ma'im came and see the Tavra, because then the Mishnah won't make sense. Because what are you going to read? Say it. So a girl who's older than three, who's mutter to a Koyin, who's also to a Koyin, a Gyaris. Who's older than three? Who's also to a koyin? Is mutter mamzeres. What? And hapchusi b'ashalom shiyamechad demurtoris lava bekalkuna asur lava zemazeh. And if she was megayer less than three years old, which according to Mishumai Chayish is she's mutter to a koyin. Is she asur to a mamzer? No, she's still mutter to a mamzer. Hapchusi b'ashalom shiyamechad Mishumai Chayish demurtoris lava bekalkuna demurtoris lava zemazeh. According to Mishumai Chayish, you could have a girl who's megayer at two years old. She is mutter to marry a koyin and. If you hold Kal Gerim Likrikahal, she is mutter to marry a mamzer as well. Therefore, that can't fit the structure of a mission. So we must be talking about, if you're going to say a rule, that if you're usher to a koyin, that's what make, not makes you, but that is the indication that you're mutter to a mamzer, it must be all girls. Okay. Says Mavaklalu, but the rule doesn't make sense still. And that can't be shot in the Mishnah. If you're usher to a koyin, you can marry a mamzer. Really? Hariyamana, Vigrusha, Vichalala, Vizoyna. Right? All these regular women, right? The Asur and Love Kuna, all these women are also to marry a Koyin. Almana can't marry a Koyin. Godal, a Grusha can't marry a Koyin. Kenejit, a Chalala who came from a Ben Grusha Chalutza, or if she was Mazana, Isser Zayna, we'll see what that is later on in the Perak. Whatever it is, their people are still Bekahal, and those people are clearly Asur to marry a Mamzer, even though they're also to marry a Koyin. So you see, these two halachas are not connected. The Asur and Love is a Bazaar, so don't tell me everybody who's also to a Koyin is Mutter to a Mamzer. It's just not true. Vesu hamutter aser. If you're mutter to a koyin, you're aser to a mamzer. Very ger shemutter pekehenes. A ger, a male ger is allowed to marry mamzeres. So mutter mamzeres, and you still can marry mamzeres. So you see, the rule doesn't work. So that cannot be pshat in the mishnah. Rather, what is pshat in the mishnah? Elamer of nasim baroi shiachikamar. Another way to read the first line of the mishnah. Kol shekoyin aser lisa es bitai. If you have a, a person that the koyin is not allowed to marry the daughter of this person then the coin cannot marry the person as well.
Okay, so that's, obviously he's not referring to Amana or Grusha or anything like that. The daughter of a Grusha can marry a Kite. So that's not what we're referring to. What type of person is there that the daughter would be usher, and therefore we're saying that the Kain is going to be usher to the mother, and therefore the mother is muttered to a mamzer? That's what we're talking about. My new ger shenasigiris. What if you have a second generation ger? Oh. So if you have a ger that marries a giyiris, what's the halachic status of the child to a kain? Ukurelazer ben Yaakov. Ukurelazer ben Yaakov holds that a ger shenasigiris. Not only is the first generation also to the kain, but the second generation is also to the kain as well. If both parents are gerim, then the child, the daughter, is also to a kain. We'll see much more about this when we get later on the next week. So according to Lezben Yaakov, that's the way you read the Mishnah. Anybody who the child is usher, so now the mother is going to be usher and mutter to a mamzer. My new gersh and usher gersh, Lezben Yaakov, then mutar loves a bezeh. Then that child can go ahead, then that mother, sorry, that ger mother, geras mother can go ahead and marry a mamzer. So it's still not true. Anybody who the Kayin can marry their child is also to marry their child. Is also to marry the child. The mother is allowed to marry a mamzer. What if you have a father who's a chol? So he's apostle Kayin. He marries a bas Yisrael. Okay. The Kayin also lisa espitai. Assuming not so simple, but assuming that the Kayin is also to marry such a daughter. Okay. You don't say that a cholol is allowed to marry a mamzer. So you see that you can have a situation where the child of someone is also to a kain. That doesn't mean the parents are allowed to marry a mamzer. Your rule was if the child is also to a kain, the parents can marry a mamzer. It's not true. Because you have a lach called cholol. Cholol could pass on to the child according to the shita. Child is also to marry a kain, but the parents cannot marry a mamzer, obviously. The parents are regular gal people. They're just a cholol. So, well, no, that would mean no kasha. Like kasha, could be Remember, Dustai Behuda said that if the father is a cholol and the mother is not, the child is not a cholol. Therefore, the, your question is not a good question. Because in this case, Anachami, the kohen is allowed to marry the child. And if the kohen could marry the child, then of course the parents cannot marry a mamzer. So it doesn't violate the rule we're trying to make. But there is a, it still doesn't fit. What if both parents are chololim? If the mother and father are ben grusha ben chalutza, then for sure the kain is also lisa ispite. For sure the child is also to a kain. But still the parents cannot marry a mamzer. So your rule that the definition of who can marry a mamzer depends on whether the child can marry a kain, however convoluted it is, it also doesn't make any sense because it's not true. Because chalol can create a chalol. The chalol is also to marry, the child is also to marry a kain, but the parents, of course, cannot marry a mamzer. So that rule does not work. Vesu. And also the converse of it doesn't work. Hamutter usher. If the kain can marry the child, then the parents are also to a, 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 a mamzer. Very ger shenasa basisol. What about a ger that marries a basisol? The kain muter lisa espitei. So it's only one side kuna. We said that kain can marry the child. And still the father is a ger is allowed to marry a mamzer. So you see the other side doesn't work either. So we're still stuck. What's the chat mission? Elamar Nachman Rabba Vohacha Mamzer Meachoyser Mamzer Meisheshishik Benei. Forget everything we just said. Forget everything we just said. We're not discussing all these complicated cases of kahuna. It has nothing to do with kahuna. There's another machlekes, which is, what creates a mamzer? A mamzer, we said, is a, a ger can marry a mamzer, and a mamzer cannot marry into all these other people. What creates a mamzer? As a mamzer could be from chayve lavin isurim, a mamzer could be chayve koris isurim, or a mamzer could be from chayve misas bezdin asurim. 
Okay. So the other hacha mamzer me achaisai achaisai is a chayve krisos or mamzer me ishus ish, which is a chayve misas bezdin question. Ika benayu. Tanakama savar afilu mamzer me achaisai nami avi mamzer. Even a mamzer from an illicit relationship that is only only a chayve krisos would also be. A chayve would be creating a mamzer, and how do you read the Mishnah? Rashi says in the first wide line, "Call on Adam Yisrael mamzerim him," and therefore we're talking about the Can you have a child of a chiyuv kares marry a child of a chiyuv misas bezdin? If you hold they're both mamzerim, then yes. If you hold not, then not, and that's what our Mishnah is talking about. So going back to the Mishnah. It means says the Tanakama, anybody who's either a of Mises Bezdin or a of Kares, the child is a mamzer and therefore can marry one to the other. Because Behuda holds that a Chayve Krisos does not make a mamzer. Only a Chayve Mises Bezdin makes a mamzer. And therefore those children cannot marry each other. Says the Gemara, That's very true. But Mike Mashman, that also we have a Mishnah. Tanina, it's a Mishnah. It's a Beferish Mishnah. We had Yavamas. Ezu Mamzer. Koshu Bulay Yavay Dirbe Kivas. Dirbe Kivas, famous sheet in all of Shas. Even a love creates a Mamzer. Shimina Timni Yarmer. Koshu Chayma of Kores Pide Shemayim. Even Kores creates a Mamzer. Alocha Kedvarov. Hibi Shuaymer. Koshu Chayma Mrs. Bezdin. No, not Chayma Kresis. Only, only, only Chayma Mrs. Bezdin. This is Machlaikis already. Between Yakiva, Bishua, and Shimina Timni. What do I need to bring this into our Mishnah for? It's nothing to do with anything over here. So that can't be shot in our mission. It wouldn't be, seem to be, it might be true, but it's out of context. So back to our question. What is our Mishnah talking about? El Amarava. Gera Amoni Mayavi Ikebenayu. Kvald Gachap. We had a machlaikis. We had a machlaikis. Kahal Gerim Ikri Kahal or Kahal Gerim Lo Ikri Kahal. If a person's Begayer and he wants to go marry a Mamzer, we had a machlaikis. Rabbi Yaisi said, any Ger can marry a Mamzer. Rabbi said, no. Kahal Gerim is part of Kahal. We had the extra Pusik. Therefore, any Ger cannot marry a Mamzer. That is not true. Any Ger cannot marry a Mamzer according to me. That is not true. Because there are some Gerim that are for sure not members of the Kahal. A Ger from Amin Moyev. Or Ger Mitzri. All those people are out of the Kahal for at least one or two generations or maybe forever. And therefore, those people, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, would be able to marry a mamzer. Even if you don't normally kahal ger, ikri kahal. And a ger cannot marry a mamzer. But if they were talking about a ger from the type of nation that would not allow them really to join Klaisol perfectly, then even according to Yehuda, such a ger would be mutter to marry a mamzer, which is a loophole. And therefore, this is how you read the Mishnah. Kol asur bekahal. Someone who's for sure usher. What type of usher? So what is it? Our mission said, Behuda said, usher. Sounds like Behuda's arguing on that. No. This is what Behuda meant. By a regular Gerber Mamzeres, it's a very, very hard way to read the Mishnah. Let's go back to the Mishnah. Let's read it now. What is that referring to? A ger, a or mayavi, which are for sure 100% asr, lave, bekahal, according to everybody. They can marry a mamzer. Rabbi Huda, who said asr by a regular ger, he also holds of this halacha. Even Rabbi Huda, who says a regular ger cannot marry a mamzer, he would agree that a ger, a mayavi, could marry a mamzer. 
Iker Chaser Men Hasefer Golom Izeh Right? The, the whole Mishnah says nothing about any of this. But we're forced by the fact that we can't figure out what this Mishnah is talking about. Now, we had many different shatans that the Mishnah made sense. It's a question as the Mishnah had no chiddish. Right? We could read the Mishnah other ways, but there was no chiddish to anything we said to that. The only chiddish we can come up with is this point, that even Rabbi Yehuda, who says a ger normally is not allowed to marry a mamzer, but a ger who comes from the Yisuri Kahal could marry a mamzer. Now, you're still going to be stuck, because now we have the third sheet in the Mishnah, is Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Lazar, we're still talking about Sveikis and Vadoyim, which now there's like no connection between the first two Shittas in the Mishnah and the Melezer Shita. There's Mamish no connection, and the Gemara doesn't resolve that. The Gemara just stays this Pshat in the Mishnah. If you look, this is the final Pshat in the Mishnah that we're talking about a Garamoni Mayavi, and Behuda's not arguing, he's explaining, the Gemara is explaining it to the Mishnah, and we just have to say the Mishnah is somewhat disconnected in terms of the third Shita. We'll stop here, I'll pick on Mitzvah tomorrow.